This is a main hustle media podcast. If people say your dreams are crazy, if they laugh at what you think you can do, good. Stay that way. Because what non-believers fail to understand is that calling a dream crazy is not an insult. It's a compliment. Don't try to be the fastest runner in your school or the fastest in the world. Be the fastest ever. Don't picture yourself wearing OBJ's jersey. Picture OBJ wearing yours. Don't settle for homecoming queen or linebacker. Do both. Lose 120 pounds and become an Ironman after beating a brain tumor. Don't believe you have to be like anybody to be somebody. If you're born a refugee, don't let it stop you from playing soccer for the national team at age 16. Don't become the best basketball player on the planet. Be bigger than basketball. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. When they talk about the greatest team in the history of the sport, make sure it's your team. If you have only one hand, don't just watch football. Play it at the highest level. And if you're a girl from Compton, don't just become a tennis player. Become the greatest athlete ever. Yeah. That's more like it. So don't ask if your dreams are crazy. Ask if they're crazy enough. as fuck edition the podcast about blackness from the mixed black perspective because we're mixed but you know we're black <laughs> i put the you know because you, you know we are you know especially this you week we're gonna be hella black today <laughs> yeah i mean you know with we talked about a little bit about it before um when we talked about uh um dak prescott right. and what he what he said and whatnot but um our boy uh colin kaepernick is back in the news today and i believe for for good reason right um and uh you know i you know i'm one of those one of those people that really think nike did their thing with this mm. um and what i'm speaking of is that nike has uh went ahead and made colin kaepernick the one of the faces i guess because there were different ones but face of the 30th anniversary edition of just do it now they have you know ad, ad uh campaigns of you know just do it bonos everything and uh just like mike but just do it has always been their 
thing. Right. Um, and I guess that came out 30 years ago. And um, and that is what they they chose to use this time, this uh, this time in history, their anniversary to use uh, Colin Kaepernick. I guess they were paying him throughout this whole time. I mean, he was an ador- endorsed player when he played. Um, right. But everybody thought that, you know, once he stopped playing, that his endorsements dried up. Nobody was, you know, was paying him. Um, and, uh, you know, he didn't get anything. He just was, you know, doing uh, his at, you know, his um, activism. And that was pretty much it. But I guess Nike has been paying him throughout this time and just, why, you know, waited for the right moment to say, look, we're all in on this dude. Um, they're coming. And it's not just ads. It's uh, they're going to have a, you know, a, a line. They're going to have shoes. They're going to have everything. And so uh, they started with the, you know, the the with the actual 30th edition or 30 just do it you know, Nike 30th edition of anniversary of just do it campaign. So um, what I was going to get into is that I, I, I'm in the school of thought that Nike did. Nike's not some fly by night company. Right. They're not some some rinky dink that was just like, you know what we should do? We should get behind Colin Kaepernick because then people will talk about. No, Nike has always been really at the foray of athletics. Um, they've done the research. They know that. Yeah. Yeah. In the in the in the short term, people might cut off, you know, cut off their Nike signs and get all up and in and hot and bothered and shit. But over time, they will be on the right side of history. And I know that they have they've done their 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 history. They've, they've done their due diligence before just coming right. out with something like Where this. Where this particular can- can- campaign is concerned, absolutely. Like right. I mean, Nike is problematic for other reasons, sweatshops yeah, and things sweatshops like that. Sweatshops and all. Yes, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, like I mean, and that's the thing that we've been talking about forever about Colin anyway too is that right now he's under fire and those that are on the right side of history and justice are understanding his position but it's going to take another 10-20 years until people look back and say yes he was right I mean it's what we do with Muhammad Ali now at the time he was you know practically strung up for for his conscientious objector status and you know he lost prime years to fight he was still able to eventually come back and you know and fight and everything Thing like that, but at the time he wasn't anybody's, you know. I mean, we didn't have deals like this, but he wasn't doing, right. you know, he wasn't going to be anybody's endorser or anything like that. He was begging right. to be able to fight. And in this case, Colin is using his time that he's not able to play to continue that social justice. He's out there, you know, he's got his um, his campaign where he was donating a million dollars to different charities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's out there doing all this stuff. So, yeah, Nike's not stupid. They're not going to be blindsided by the fact that they are going to lose some customers, they're, but they're going to gain others. And, and in their market research, I'm sure it told them that going the social justice route was going to be a right. lot stronger uh, than letting it slip. The the funny things that are coming up, you know, are are you know the rhetoric stuff, the the goofy shit is the people that are that are tweeting about, oh, I'm going to support Adidas instead, or my favorite, I'm going to support my my Converse instead, and it's like, oh, Nike owns Converse, but yep, uh, <laughs> Nike owns okay. Hurley. They are, I mean, they own more than 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 we know. I mean, they. I they mean, have everybody brands. like all these organizations are owned by someone bigger by someone bigger so bigger, you know bigger, we, yeah. we need to yeah. be investigating this stuff if we're really going to get down to the point where we're boy- boycotting everything you know you have to start tracing the lines of who owns things i mean it's it's tough i i, I i'm one of those people that will stop doing something because of a principle or stop going to somewhere because of a principle but then mm-hmm. you know if if i don't continue on and go if i don't go further with it and make sure that i'm seeing who they're connected with and how it spills out you know then uh i, I mean does it make me a hypocrite 
better does it make me you know not really paying attention to the full weight of whatever position I'm standing for but in the case of Nike I, I kind of stopped buying Nike stuff a little while back because of the the, um, the sweatshops and the such. sweatshop stuff and I'm I'm in a I'm in a place where it's so hard to boycott. Like, (laughs) I mean, for me, it's not a big problem to boycott the NFL because I really wasn't watching football for a few years anyway. So, you know, in that case, I Mm -hmm. like I almost wish I had been watching it so that my protest meant anything. But, and you know, it really wasn't a big deal to stop watching football during the NFL boycott. And honestly, I mean, I still like, you know, I said on on our Dak Shepard episode, I still am surprised that there aren't more black people boycotting the NFL. I think if players and people united they would see how much black dollars are involved and you know not only black dollars but literally black bodies and um you know they would make some severe changes i think if they lost most of their players and if they lost most of their audience or a big portion of their audience um but this like this does bring me back to wanting to support nike because you know because of the social justice element of it you know i mm-hmm. it, it's weird it's like it's social justice here in the states but not where there's sweatshops are well, they switch up, yeah. um no. you know it's like there's there's a lot of conflict. I, you feel, uh, gosh, I feel like I'm always in conflict, though. Like, I, isn't that? I mean, it's hard to be principled we, because your principles can be completely destroyed by whoever you're backing. Right, right, and it's and you know, I mean, you you want and you do try to to back the right horses in different in different scenario, and you know, and like last week it was you know, uh, in and out something gave you know thirty thousand to Republicans, and you're just like, well, then fuck it, I'm not gonna eat no uh, in and out burgers. Oh, in and out burgers. Right. And then you're like, okay, but was that like one of the franchises or was it, you know what I mean? Like, you're just like. But also with in and out it can't be a surprise. They have Bible verses yeah. on their fucking on their cups. and on their cups right. and shit. So, yeah, like yeah. it shouldn't, it, that part shouldn't have been a huge surprise that they, right. you know, if any, if they're going to donate money to any political party, that it would be the conservative party that, that seemed to be, you know. But, but then again, here's another organization that is both problematic and supportive of people because since I was a kid, I remember people saying In-N-Out Burger paid their people better than than yes. regular minimum wage. Like back when the minimum wage was like three or four bucks, they were paying people eight dollars or seven dollars and stuff. Right. Like that. So like you know, really do. You, you you do have to start to think about the you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's, it's like your ba- it's like a balancing act. Do you do you say, man, they're taking care of the community and the people around that, or but they back this? You know what I mean? It's like you want to do like a pro and con before right. you go into working with any or not working but you know uh, doing anything any type yeah. of business with any person um, now we have to do that shit with every every choice that we make every every purchase you know what I mean um, you know it, it, yeah, it's, it gets it's tiring to know right? hey are we boycotting these people are we boycotting this person are we you know what are we doing this this time you know what I mean is it you know like um, and some people may have a uh, issue with this and some people you know like oh yeah. so you're still doing that oh then now right. they're mad at that person it's like well even even tree pointed out to me like a little moment of hypocrisy in that there was a tweet that went around and let me see if i can pull it up so i get the exact wording of it because it made me giggle but then he pointed out he's like but if this was the the opposite 
that you would have been like, oh my God, you know. Uh, right, right. And it's true, but, you know, this one made me laugh, so shut up. This is a tweet from at Dad Viams. I don't know how to say whatever it's spelled. Mm-hmm. Breaking Naki stocks plummet after Twitter user at Second Amendment Fan 14 announces he will no longer be buying one pair of Air Monarchs every three years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that, like, that shit cracked me up because it's like, yeah, you see these people out here doing, you know, but the thing is like when we were talking about the, the NFL boycott, we were talking about turning off our TV sets and not giving them ratings and, and also right. not, you know, their advertisers at that point would not reap the benefits of us sitting there watching these advertisements and therefore wanting to go out and buy this shit right now, right? Uh, right. So like in that case, boycotting the NFL, there's not, like, I don't see the joke there. But right. you got right. fools right. out here on the internet burning their shoes, cutting their socks, you know, mm-hmm. the symbols off their socks, cutting the, the you know, whatever off their pants and stuff like that. Like, here's all the stupid things that, that you're saying is, like, I mean, one, Nike already has your money. So right. cutting the symbol You gotta off, buy them to burn them. You gotta buy them to burn them, right? Uh, like, and people were doing that back when there was the Red Sox, uh, or I'm sorry, the Redskins protest too. Mm-hmm. Like, they were buying the fucking jerseys to burn them. It's like, well, don't yeah. buy them then, in that case. Yeah, take in them back case, to the store or... Or whatever. You know, my, my thing, I even said it to my you know my boy, he was talking about it, and I was like, well, why don't they just take them and give them to a homeless veteran? If that's the people that they say that they vehemently fucking support, right. you know what I mean? They're veterans because they go and they fight in the wars, and then they come back with PTSD and don't and, give them and shit. And we're not taking care of them the way that we right. should be taking so, care of them. So take all your Nikes you're not wearing and your Air Monarchs and fucking, you know, bring them to bring them to these dudes. Right. So I've been seeing that that thing pop up a lot on social media too where people are saying that and then and then you get, you know, you just get dead air in a lot of cases, you know. Right. But the thing is, uh, you know, I have this issue too with my transition. I've been trying to transition to be into veganism for like uh-huh. over a year now, but yeah, yeah. Um, I'm kind of mostly a vegetarian at this point as cheese and stuff is still really hard to give up. But um, in this transition, there's these times in which I'm faced with the opportunity to eat meat um, and, you know, then there's a question of do I feel guilty about this or do I not? And then I have to weigh all these different things. You know, right. there is, what was it purchased for me? Because if it was, then I'm contributing to the, you know, the reasons why I'm giving up meat mm-hmm. has to do with animals, tre- treatment of animals and the environment, um, not health and not because I don't want to eat meat. Uh, so like in that right. case, if it's, if it's not purchased for me, then I'm not contributing. If it's going to go to waste, then that seems morally wrong too, to let the food go to waste and therefore that animal died in vain and blah, 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 blah. You know, so... Right. In these cases, there's these things where I have to, there's sometimes you're going to have to cross a line that you are saying you don't want to cross because of your, your principle. Um, mm-hmm. But there's ways in which it's okay to do it. Like some people might say, well, we don't want to wear anything that has the Nike symbol on it because then that'll, that's kind of promoting Nike. It's kind of free advertisement for them. Okay, fine. That's true. But does that mean that we fill up the, the landfills with Nike gear, that we burn stuff and put pollutants up in the, like there's mm-hmm. other things going on. Right. On when you're when you're making stands like this that you know you might not be thinking about in the moment and people might even hear me say it right now and be like oh my gosh that's way too ridiculous you were thinking too hard about it but but like you know there <laughs> are like we do actually have to do this like think about our world right now our environment is fall- <laughs> kind of falling apart and if we're doing stupid stuff like I'm now I'm gonna throw away all the 
this stuff when we could give it to homeless veterans and make sure that they're clothed in shoes. One of the things living in the part of L.A. that I live in, there is homeless all over the place. You know, there's not you can't go anywhere and not see homeless. But what I see more often than anything else is barefooted people, but barefooted right. homeless people. And you right. think, OK, well, look, we got a protest going on. There are 10 guys outside of my place right now. I bet you at least half of them don't have shoes. Let's go give them our shoes. You know, like right. something. Right. Let, let, at least put it to work. At least put the stuff to work. If you still have a bunch of all you have is Nike gear and, and you're going to start the protest now, then, OK, turn the shirt inside out, but still go work out in it. You know, don't put right. it in exactly. a landfill. Don't at least give it use. Um, or that's, and, and that's I mean, that's actually I mean, that's actually a good way to think of, look, if I'm if if I've already you know contributed it meaning the my money if I've already contributed my money right. to whomever I do not you know back any longer what I should do is turn that badness into goodness right in a sense that I'm going to then now give this to someone that can use it fuck me using it because that's why why I'm doing this and 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 that's why I'm yeah. you know I'm standing up for that so it's the same like again going back to the kind of vegan transition I still have a bunch of leather boots and, you know, clothing items and stuff like that. Am I going to put it in a landfill? No, I'm going to wear them until they're worn out. All right. You know, and then at because that point, because it's already it's already been, been purchased, yeah. it's already used, whatever. Um, d- but then I also think like, OK, does that send a message that I'm I'm saying, yeah, I'm trying to be vegan. But here I'm walk- rocking around in these leather boots. Well, then if it bring- if it comes up, it gives me an opportunity to talk about the reason why I'm doing this thing. You know, yeah, exactly. I-, I have all this gear, all this Nike gear. I no longer support Nike. And so um, I'm turning the shirt inside out and I'm going to work out in it because, you know, and I'm going to get use out of it. Or I'm going to donate all these shoes to homeless people so that they actually have shoes and socks. Because I imagine that shoes and socks are probably among the most difficult amount of kinds of clothing that they can get. Oh, most definitely. But separate from that, going going back to, I mean, for me, when I saw the ad pop up and the the way I saw it, the first way I saw it it popped up on my Twitter feed. And I know I say it all the time about how I don't like to be emotional, but I tend Mm -hmm. to be kind of super damn emotional nowadays. (laughs) When I saw his face and the believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything, like I legit choked up like not right. not not pretending like i really really actually did choke up and yeah, people there's some people who are trying to say like oh what's his real sacrifice like he he gave up his job he's still rich okay fine yeah he's still rich fine but does that mean that because he's rich he doesn't have the passion and he didn't want to be out there playing football during during prime years um you know and if he's not going to be able to ever play again okay then that was his time you know that was something he got to do for a period of time and it was great but then he moved on like like he really did. Like I do, I do want to say he really did sacrifice, or at least he put his. That's what a sacrifice is. You he don't put know a lot on out. the line. You don't know what's going to happen, and it's not a sacrifice if you know that when you come out of it, everything's going to be okay. At the moment that he signs the papers with this agreement with Nike, he did not know necessarily this was all going to turn out okay for him. Right. And because the thing is, he's still not playing football. If that's his passion, he's still not getting to do that. But now he has this other passion that is now dominating his life and that is social justice for for 
all people, but mainly people of color and mainly black people. Um, But getting back into like our mixed blackness and and why someone like Colin is so important to maybe you and I or people like us is everybody's talking about how he's this, you know, black person for social justice and how black people like this one black guy taking a knee is so offensive. And I'm over here going again. He like he's mixed. He's mixed black. Like, you know, he I don't have to you have to recognize that you have to have to recognize it. And more than that, he was adopted by white people and raised by white people and has still managed to care about people of color. You know, (laughs) like I mean, really, we have we have to talk about this kind of stuff where it comes to people in terms of acknowledging where they come from, because just by calling him just black, you are erasing his family, the people who took care of him, the people who loved him and his mom. Oh, please. I love that white lady. She will argue back and she is out there supporting her son and standing for her son. I believe the father is too, but I, I, I'm not as aware of him, I guess, as yeah, I am. Yeah, uh, he has. Mom. Um, yeah, he has in, in the past and his uncles have. Yeah. Um, you know, because that, that's his that's his son. That's his son. You know what I mean? That's like, his son. So. The adoption doesn't make him any less their child. Um, I think any anybody who comes from a family that has any kind of adoption understands that that is the case. Like, the blood in that case is not nearly as important as the, you know, raising and being around that, that child and stuff. So, like, you got... I, I, I want to acknowledge that this is um, a mixed-race person. And even though he is... He presents biracial... You know, I mean, to me, he presents biracial. He doesn't necessarily present as just black to me. Um, right. He clearly is just black to white people or to the majority of people or whatever uh, the same way that Barack Obama was um, considered by folks. But I think it's important to be like, look, you know, we're out here too and we're affected by the problems with, um, you know, police brutality and a lack of social mm-hmm. justice and stuff like that. And he's putting, I think he's also putting his body on the line here. Like, it's not just that, right. you know, not because he's not playing football anymore, but hate makes people do shit. And he could be in a situation situation you know that Man. puts his body on the line i think that he i think that he is and i'm i'm glad that nike is doing this i'm i also really love that the picture is his whole damn face right <laughs> it is it's, it's the whole shit like bro this is me you feel like you're looking into his eyes and you feel like you you can see what he sacrificed you know i don't know maybe right. that's me i i got real way, madly yeah. romantic about how i felt about what he's doing when i it's saw black this. i loved how it was black and White showed his afro, everything in there, um, and it, it really—I mean—it's poignant. Look, believe in something that even if it means sacrificing everything, they're literally saying, "Listen, we believe in this shit." Mm-hmm. So they're—they're they're really saying, "Look, he believes in something, and he sacrificed. We believe in this shit, and we're sacrificing whatever we have to sacrifice to do this." Yeah. So I mean, for them to—you know—they're saying the same thing as Colin at the same time that so Colin too. is saying it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think um, so. The other ones that. That they have, I think, was uh, with uh, Sh- I think it's Shaquem or Shaquem um, uh, Griffin, uh, the one he he's a he's a linebacker uh, for the Seahawks, um, and he ha- doesn't have a hand. Like he has one of his uh, one of his hands was um, I think he was born without out it, and oh. it's like who would have thought that I would make it to the NFL? And then the line is I did. You know what I mean? Like who, you know what I mean? So it's like nice. getting past a lot of shit. Like who who what did he say? 
girls um serena's was girls uh girl, from compton don't play tennis yeah they own it you know what i mean so they nike knows what they're doing and i love that he he is mixed he is pushing it putting himself out there and it's not like he's mixed where where we can say um you know he's gonna put himself out there and if it doesn't work then you know oh we can bring it back it's just kind of like putting our toe in the water seeing you know he's half white so you know maybe it'll be okay you know he's out there doing his shit he's out there with all of his 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 face you know like when you put your face on something like that mm-hmm. you were putting yourself out there like you said it is <clears throat> we don't know what these people are are capable of doing just because they're so upset that he would do that and i even said to people i was like listen if to this point at this point in 2018 if you still think that they're kneeling to disrespect the flag or disrespect the military then you're just actively not listening to the problem yeah you're like willfully ignorant willfully, willfully racist like to to go that far um, you were not because listening at all. we're what two and a half years into this protest at this point is that, 2016, is that yeah. how long it yeah, is it so like mm-hmm. we've you've heard us now for two and a half years explain what this is about stop telling us that it's something different like take the man for for his words especially because he's repeating those same words for two and a half years you know i think about i say this all the time like people show you who they really are like you can't be surprised that asterisk 45 is out here cheating on his wife well you know and so like that when he has shown you for the last 40 years he's cheated on all of his wives like right. you, you can't tell me that that he's not racist when he's been evicting black people out of their homes since the 70s you know right. they show you who they are all the way through so what have we seen in Colin in the last two and a half years we've seen a brother that's out there doing all kind of charity work right. understanding he was putting his you know understanding that this at the point that he decides to take a knee he knew he was about to be a free agent soon right. he right. knew that 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 could have been like if you're rocking the boat at that time that you're risking your career he knew this mm-hmm. and he put it on the line anyway and he's also out here he's not whining have you once heard or seen a clip of this man going but i really want to play for the nfl yeah he's not doing that shit everything he says everything he says publicly is out there reinforcing the message that this is a protest against police brutality this is a protest against systemic racism i am only using kneeling during the national anthem them as the platform right that's it put your main i don't want to i i don't like the platform why are you using that platform don't use that platform because it affects me like you know what i mean that's that's the point that's what like yeah (laughs) i need it to affect you i need it to affect you because if it doesn't affect you you're not gonna pay attention exactly i had an argument with a woman today she was like but that's not you know i i i I enjoy football and i have to think of politics and stuff and 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 you know that's a different platform i was like first off there's two things first off he hasn't had that platform for two years he kneeled for about four or five games and then everybody else started taking that up right but he has not had that platform yet it's still going and we're still talking about it so that means that he did what he was supposed to fucking do as a as a person that's protesting secondly i totally forgot what i was gonna say as the second part no (laughs) secondly (laughs) secondly you can you name the things that he's done he's done the 100 suits for the men that come out of jail he's he's bought them suits and got them got them uh uh you know got them all uh nice and able to do interviews and reacclimated into society and shit. She was like, but I don't, you know, that, 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 does, she literally said, but that doesn't affect me. I said, just because it doesn't affect you doesn't make it not make a difference. Right. 
just because the things that he protests and the things that he does for his community don't have to affect you for it to make a difference in the community that it's trying to serve. Also, listen to how fucking arrogant you have to it be is. It has to be to like, I need him to stop this thing because it's affecting me it's and affecting none of that million dollar pledge stuff and none of that hundred suits to homeless men stuff. None of that affects me. So it's not a legitimate. That's a, what that was her fuck? exact argument. That was her exact argument. And that's why I just was like, you know what? Okay. Then it, you're not it, because and that's how they think. If it does, if it affects me in one way, I don't like it. Uh, but he's been doing this and he's been doing this. And the, oh, well, that doesn't affect me. So therefore, you know, that he has because her argument was he doesn't do anything for his, his community. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And who is he's he been doing it is at, his community? Because yeah, all I see is well, him doing shit for exactly. people. Like, it's not it's not in her, you know, in her uh, white suburban neighborhood where she, you know, where she drives her kid to school in her, you know, in her navigator and, 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 and drives home and doesn't have to work because her husband is a contractor type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's that's wow. her, you know, that's her life. So therefore it doesn't affect or you know, and her I believe like her kid is plays baseball. So, you know, hey, that, that has nothing to do with us. You know what I'm saying? That's not my community. Also, yeah. Well, what have mad, you done for your community? If you're mad about it affecting your viewing of of the NFL games, then be mad at the Republicans that brokered the deal right. in 2000. What was that? 2007 or whatever that started making the national anthem part of the game. They don't. They don't see that. They don't see it at all. They don't because to them it's always been a, a way of life, right? They've always they've always had that because and, and, and I kind of get it because growing up as a as a kid we always had the you know we always sing the national anthem beforehand and you know that's how we all know the words and you know it is what it is you mean like but in, it was never in like a little in elementary league school and, shit, and little league and all that shit yeah but see we grew up in the military so i always thought that that was just from the military that was you know i played little league in air force you know air force little league so i played you know what i mean so i always felt as though it was more we were more patriotic because of just you know growing up my father was in the air force right but uh but you know but you know when you get to college you guys we did the you know but i was never even out i was doing i was getting taped i was getting my ankle taped and all that shit i wasn't a specialty uh yeah. player so i wasn't even on the field yeah you so it never affected me it never affected so for people it's been their way of life i think as in like little league and you know going did we even do it in high school no we did the pledge of allegiance but that was a high that's a school thing so it's never like you know it's been a part of their lives and shit but you know in 2007 which is kind of you know when people started stop you know they started you know doing things like watching tv and you know getting into you know our age i'm saying getting into you know watching sports mm -hmm. and you know final you know fantasy uh fantasy league started you know started up so they want to watch all these games and um um, you know, there's more direct TV where you can see a lot more of these games. So, I mean, it could be effect of, of all of that. You know, you don't just see your one game in your market. Now you see, you know, you see the game for every market. You can see whatever you want. You know what I mean? And so that could easily be the reason that people think that that's always been a part right. well, of yeah, what I mean, they, you know, their thing, you know, memories are short. It is, it's, it, you know, but it, but again, I mean, it, it, it just was, it was just, I felt sad for her to feel like she thinks things like that have to affect her for it to make a difference. Like, yeah. listen, I, you know, I still privilege. feel right. It is. It really is. And I, I mean, like, I didn't even say that she was white, but you get it. But, but I mean, like I was mad as fuck that they were separating those, you know, uh, the, the immigrant families down at the border. I'm, I'm not an immigrant family 
person. Right. But that fucking did it. It wasn't, and it's not in my neighborhood. It didn't affect me directly, but I was fucking pissed. And I, you know, I got mad about that. So it's not like, I feel as though these people, they, they fight only on the things that they, they choose. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm they choose like, I'm good. It's like, why is it that me, a woman of color, you know, if, if you, if you do all of my things, right. My, mm-hmm, my, if you mm-hmm. go run down my list, I'm a woman of color. I'm, I'm bisexual. So I'm on the LGBT spectrum. Um, you know, I'm an atheist. So, you know, I've got a re- religious minority situation going on. Like if you do, if you line all that shit up, mm-hmm. why, why do I, why am I affected by the things that don't affect me directly? Why do I care that there are kids being separated from their families and locked up in cages and not being cared for so much so that when they are reunited, they can't even engage with their families anymore? Right, why do right. I care about that if I'm not affected by it? Why do I care that there's all these people being killed by the police every year, even though I'm not being killed by the police or, or someone in my family or someone I love hasn't been killed by the police? Why do I care about that? Why do I care about that shit? Because I'm a fucking human being. Like, exactly. I don't need to be directly affected by it to bother me, to make me angry, to see the injustice, to to know that there's something that could be done to make this thing better. I don't understand how privilege does this. I don't, and you know, notice I've only said privilege so far. I haven't even specifically said white privilege, but like, how is it that privilege allows you to be so unaware of the rest of humanity that you can actually say that Kaepernick isn't doing anything because he hasn't done anything that falls on your doorstep. That is some fucking bullshit. I don't understand. Right. I don't right. understand what it is that makes somebody think that. It's so but that's scary. Right. You know, I mean, I've, and I've had arguments with people when they say something like, but see, you know, like when, when somebody, you know, like, uh, you know, our, our, uh, you know, black men and, and, and women of color are getting shot by cops. Well, do you deal with that every day? Do you get pulled over all the time? No, I don't get pulled over all the time, but I know that at some point I can be a part of that situation. Right. Yes. It's like a, you know, it affects me, but it doesn't affect me type of situation where I don't deal with racism every fucking day, but I know that shit and I have dealt with it. Yeah. So it doesn't have to always, I don't have to always have people throwing rocks at me for it to be like, oh, you know, I fucking hate rocks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or I hate those people. <laughs> don't want to be hit by rocks. I Damn. don't want to hit, be hit by, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't, I don't get the way that people can look at you and say, well, you know what? Why do you get so worked up about something that doesn't, doesn't, you know, you don't deal with that every day. But my question because is, why I don't aren't want it. you worked up? I don't want it to anybody to deal with that shit. That's why. I don't want you to have to deal with it, and I don't want me to have to deal with it. I don't want anybody to have to deal with racism. So, therefore, I'm mad about it. You right there, on the other hand, I get up. I will, you know, I get my coffee. I drive my Prius to, to work. I get back home, and I'm with my family. I don't get affected. But one of those times is going to be, it's going to fuck your whole world up because you right. have not thought about everybody, you know, right. people in this world around you. I, yeah. I mean, so. uh, I don't know. Between between this stuff and the, the reactions, the way people have melted down, down. Um, you know, there's also the stuff that like isn't real that is that is popping up. Like I, I made that post earlier today because like the internet works hella fast. Where there's that tweet series where the dude burns his Nike shoes while they're on oh, his yeah, feet, yeah. and then there's a picture of his burned ass feet while he's in the hospital. But I, I checked it because it seemed there was something about it that was like I don't know about this as being real. And um, and sure enough, the picture of the burned feet actually is something from an incident that happened in Australia before. So it it. it it was just a fake. It was just something for the for the for the Twitterverse or whatever. Right, right. And you got people like on our side that are on the social justice side that are sitting there going, "Well, good, you know, natural selection or fuck this guy or he deserved that shit." And you know, you sit there, and you you kind of want to say that too. You kind of want to be yeah. like, "Yeah, fuck that dude 
or you know he's stupid he did deserve it he was dumb um but i i get worried about people that are pushing out those things that that mm-hmm. aren't real because it even though it, it sort of backs our position up it doesn't it doesn't serve us to use false things to convince people to be on our side right like it's kind of like that yeah, yeah. that quote that or that thing that's been attributed to him all those years of um republicans are stupid because mm-hmm. blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah 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 and that and so it made people right, think right, he right, was right. like a closeted democrat or whatever but and they said right. it was on donahue but it actually wasn't never a quote that he ever said and you yes. know they've combed through all this stuff and they know he's never said it um but it keeps like it's been years it keeps circulating and it's constantly yeah. where you have to tell someone actually that wasn't real and they're going no, well what's him. important is that he would be he's this kind of douchebag <laughs> anyway so it's important it would be something it he would say but yeah. I, but It'd i'm be- over here going all you have to do is pull some shit out of his real life bank you don't need to use something false right. to to convince them the same thing with this like we don't need to be showing fake dumb people right. you know harming the themselves like get the real dumb people because they're out there and you know what they're out there strong because you got people who like you know like I said who think the Converse aren't owned by Nike and they're like I'm gonna start wearing my Converse um, and then whoever did have you seen that Kanye thing where someone uh, mm-hmm. put his face on top of a yeah. Adidas ad pretty much the same as um, the same ad <laughs> But it's Perfect. like slavery was a choice, and and the first time I saw that pop up, someone said, "Who did? Like, who let him yeah. do this?" And right. so I instantly had to look it up and make sure. I was like, yeah. "No, there's yeah. no way Adidas no. went down this because from what I hear." Adidas hasn't always been super duper happy that the hip hop community embraced them so strongly, and they right. just basically had to adjust to that market. They did. I mean, and they um, have. I mean, they have what Pharrell. Uh, yeah, I mean, they picked. It's kind of like Sprite. Like a they like lately Sprite. I mean, like how <laughs> like did I we said before, the black soda. <laughs> we, yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's you know Adidas. Just you know, I think people were looking for alternatives, and and uh, Adidas makes some of the worst shoes ever. They're so just, I'm just this and is yeah, my, I have bought them my whole fucking life because I love the way the shell toes look. I have been wearing shell toes oh, the right, I was oh, that's, little. Those are classics. Yeah, no, they I, I'm hurt not going to go like against the classics. motherfucker. They hurt like a motherfucker. They, they do. are the least comfortable shoes on the planet. Don't know why I bought into the game so hard, but I did. <laughs> but those were but those were classics. But yeah. now, like the way they have, like the, the it's just, they, they're not great shoes. Uh, they've been shitty cleats. Like when we, like if you were in, you know, on an endorsement oh, deal, really? you know, like the school you went to, they fuck up your ankles. A lot of players have have had torn Achilles with wearing Adidas. Uh, oh, my really? brother Shane, yeah, when he was at ASU, they were Adidas. Um, I think they went to Nike when Shannon was there, and they changed. And I think they went back to Adidas, which is fucking garbage. But like, mm-hmm. that's just they're they're bad. But uh, I mean, you know, the reason I said all this, I mean, is yeah, they've they've been kind of embraced as a you know like a new edgier way. You know, have you gotten the new ones? You know, people people talk about them like that. But the only reason, and I'm, the reason I was bringing this up is the only reason that Nike stuck their head out first. Like they said, like if you if you if you talk to any type of of uh, analyst, they would say something like, you know, big corporations tend to not like stick their head out first. What they'll do is they will follow the smaller fish and you know just be pretty consistent with that. But Nike stuck their head out because Adidas and uh, I don't know, I think Under Armour was going to go after Colin. So they were they were mm. they were starting to talk to Colin about like, hey, bro, you know what I mean? We want to be you know, we want you over here. And so Nike was like, all right, bro. I mean, we've had an endorsement deal with, you know, he's been with them since 2011 and but haven't used him since 2016. So they were like, you know, hey, you know, come over here. We're going to make you. And they said, that I guess he got 
paid the agreement with Kaepernick was a top of the market deal for an NFL player. So get right. yours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and there's been people for like, remember last summer or earlier in the summer, I think maybe May or so, there was the thing where Nike said something. They had made some kind of statement where they weren't going to be or was it Adidas? Whoever it was, it was one of the major brands that said that they weren't going to go forward in making an agreement with with Colin or something like that. Uh, God damn it. I wish I remember who it was now. Um, and so there was all this talk of like, well, yeah, why would they make it a deal with him? He's not even playing anymore. And then my thing was like, but Jordan hasn't played in fucking forever. And people yeah. are still clamoring to get Air Jordans, you know, whenever, every, every they're released. Every so, two months. And it just all it is is his old shoes in different colors. Right. And it's the branding. It's the it's it's it, it's how we've made these things important that matter. And right, Colin right. has a voice right now that is super important. So it doesn't matter if he plays or not plays. Those of us who are on his side are going to be clamoring for his stuff. I mean, like I even I was really proud of this tweet yesterday that I had. Um, <laughs> but it was like I never owned a pair of Air Jordans. I when I was a kid, I couldn't afford them. When I was an adult, it was kind of past me by that point, you know. Right. Um, but like I will wear Neil Kaepernick's <laughs> like whatever they end up calling them. Like I will do that because I just well, at least I want to say that I want to purchase or I want to. I want to support in that case. Again, that goes into that conflict of being like, you know, do I want to support an organization that does sweatshops when almost everything I own is probably built in a sweatshop? Or, you know, do I want to stand up for this social justice platform, which Nike is now putting out there with Colin? I do. I I want people to see that I support the Colin Kaepernick stance. Um, I mean, I was even ready to go out and buy like a 49er jersey way back and I hadn't watched football in years, but I was I was considering doing it back when the when he was not able to get another deal just because I wanted to, you know, have his name on on a shirt or something like that. I didn't end up doing that because the, you know, then I was thinking, oh, but NFL's still getting my money if I do this. Um, So that's why I didn't end up doing that. But this is something that I feel like I could get behind, right? I can Mm -hmm. buy probably an expensive shoe, (laughs) probably a shoe that's more expensive than it needs to be. Um, But that's a whole nother topic because I do have, I do have some things about uh, Air Jordans being as expensive as they are trying to cater to who can't afford it. Um, Hey, fuck that. Go to uh go to an outlet man i got a nike outlet i'm at that bitch all the time <laughs> I, you know what i'm saying i get all, i mean i get i do get them online but um you know my shoot my you know like a lot because i'm I, i'm a real air max dude so i get a lot of my air maxes online but if i'm gonna get shoes i'm gonna go to the outlet there's right. no need to there's no need to spend 150 dollars on those shoes i also just thinking about kind of like the origins of nike too i wasn't their thing originally something about how like they were trying to expand reach and access which you you know I I think was more about runners right it was it was Mm -hmm, more mm -hmm. about um, track stars or something or not even stars at this point but they were trying to make a shoe that was like for the people type of thing um, and more comfortable and all this other kind of stuff so like I think even their origins kind of come from a place where they're trying to be that's where they started yeah I mean with with the you know the the starting of it all and uh, you know the pre-Fontaine days and stuff and and, and running that's what it was I I knew I had heard I knew it seen something about it where it was like trying yeah. to be a little bit more revolutionary into into creating this product right right so i mean it's 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 been there i mean and uh you know i i'm just i'm behind it i like that you know and i love that the fact that you know he's mixed he is in the picture is black and white but you just in it and, and that just you know invokes a a different type of of just a different type of feel like yeah. the black it's and like white. stop and pay attention this is there's a message here right is right. what it is i mean even like so I mean the Serena Williams ones I fucking love. There you know there's the girls from Compton 
don't play tennis they own it like like we said earlier there's also the ones that right. says because of that you know she was wearing that compression suit because she almost fucking died when she was giving birth blood clots bro you, you know guys blood clots like... right and then they're sitting there saying mm. she had to respect the fucking game who gives a fuck about the game I almost died giving birth to a child and I, my ass still is out here on the court you know owning fools or whatever but you know and so there's the new the 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 new Serena ad that says um like you can take the superhero out the clothes but you can't take the superpowers away it, right. whatever Right. Like, I don't remember. Exactly. I should have looked it up. But, um, you know, like, there's, oh, gosh, I, I don't know. They're, whatever they're doing, they're doing it right right now. Um, it's got yeah. me all hyped. Yeah. I mean, I did I did wear, in terms of comfort or, or like, workout clothes, I, I did always wear, um, usually get Nikes. I only kind of started to slow down on Nike in the last few years because I was concerned about the, the sweatshop stuff. But now this has got me, like, oh, and, and also, again, not to keep bringing it up, but the, the vegan transition, trying to find products that don't necessarily use materials that animals have to die for you know right. stuff like that I did want to get their vegan shoe that they made that's made out of ocean plastic recyclable ocean plastic but those bitches are like $400 so no I, right. my, <laughs> my print I can't afford uh, yeah. my principles in that in that yeah, respect exactly. um, I know uh, so I mean I did see that uh, Adidas um, they're the sponsor of uh, Miami the Miami Hurricane uh, college team and their football uniforms were going to be made out of plastic uh uh, that they got from the ocean, mm. you know, that from the hurt, you know, from a hurricane area, okay. which is kind of cool. But then I'm just like, uh, it, it, you know, when you use something and you just know a tool sucks, you, that you just won't go back to the right. tool. You know what I'm saying? And so right. I, that's just I'm I I don't have any Adidas. I'm just looking at much. I don't have any Adidas in my closet. I have like over seventy pairs of shoes, and there are no Adidas. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I got, so I, mean, I am a hoarder of of well, probably a lot of things. But of my shoes, I maintain <laughs> my shoes for a long time. So, like, I have a number of Adidas, um, all shell toes, Superstar. Well, also, I think they discontinued the Superstar number twos that were super comfortable for my foot because I have a weird kind of, my foot's really skinny, like freakishly skinny. Right. And so, right. for some reason, this particular number twos actually fit my foot right. Um, I have the custom ones I made that are white and purple that say my name on it because having a name like Charmaine, as you know, too, we never see our names on little souvenirs thing right. like so because of it like I want to put my name on shit all the time um so I, yeah. I paid the extra money to get my name on the on the custom shoe so I got those and then I got my like regular player superstars or whatever um I will say they've gotten increasingly less comfortable over the years and so the last pair I bought um like two years ago is the last pair that I think I will buy as much as I love them but I also maintain my shoe you know like they're I keep them for quite a while um right. and uh and so I like I I have it's really just the look like adidas makes stuff that speaks to the little hip-hop main you know mm-hmm. um, but, but they're just not they're just not very comfortable whereas nike is a lot more comfortable um but i couldn't always get get down with some of their looks or whatever and and now it's it's more like in this case it would be a principal purchase it would be to support the to, to support cap and what he's doing um right but let's get back into the mix part of cap which i don't yes. think we i don't think we the world talks about enough and that's right, just because right. i'm mixed and i'm like i want mix shit to be prominent um the erasure of the all the stuff that we are the picking one you know the kind of themes that you and i have talked about on previous shows as well mm-hmm. um i think 
think, I mean, one, I love that there's a mixed race person out there, you know, fighting for social justice at the same time that when people think that mixed people, like once we're all mixed, everything will be normal and we'll be all hunky-dory and we'll love each other. Like I've said it a million times, I don't think mixed people are going to be out here changing the world. Like mixed people is not going to fix racism. But at the same time, I love it when there is a mixed race person that is at the forefront of a movement. I don't know why. I mean, I besides just being mixed, I feel like there's something mm-hmm. there of like, look, this is a person who kind of has their foot in multiple sides, right? Like this is a right. this is a guy, yeah. he is mixed race, but he was raised by white people. He was, you know, adopted right. by a, a nuclear white family. <laughs> he was raised by white people. He still identifies injustice. He grew up in a kind of privilege, having a white family and everything like that. You know, he obviously had enough privilege to get himself all the way up into the NFL. And yet somehow he still cares about people. He still cares about it, uh, injustice. He can identify it and he can put himself at risk to fight against it. Um, I think there yeah. is something in there about him being mixed and raised by white people that should stand out to people. Yeah, I mean, because you think it, it you know, in some ways, um, I mean, I've had, you know, my my best friends um, have all, you know, I mean, Patrick's mixed. Uh, Lee was, uh, was, you know, he was raised by a black man. He's English, full white English, and right. he was raised by a black man. But so I mean, I've had a lot of per, you know perspectives you know put on me, and and I've seen a lot of different things. Yeah, that's right. You did um, run with a whole bunch of and, you, like and, you feel and, like a biracial crew, biracial right, brothers, right. and stuff like and then, that. Uh, and then Robert's black and Japanese. So, um, that's his other his part. I was wondering yeah, if he if he. Mom. I see. I didn't know. I knew he was mixed, but I didn't realize he was Japanese. Man, why weren't we yeah. friends? He and I didn't even I, really like. I don't. <laughs> even know if we liked or just didn't know of each other but we never interacted yeah. we just hung yeah. out with the same people right. i mean yeah i mean yeah he's his mom uh, is hito uh yeah she's black and japanese so i mean it's you know he was born actually in the same hospital as my uh, as my brother was in uh, okinawa mm. but um you know i mean it but just growing up military you can see a black kid that is raised by white people yeah. and and the way that that changes their perspective on a lot of things and a lot of times it's it's and I'm not. I'm just gonna just from what I observed. It is because the white perspective is pushed upon the child, where they don't have anybody outside of that of that home that is coming in and telling them like, well, you know, uh, you know, he needs to be uh, exposed to this other side. Kind of like I loved how you know uh, this is us. Yes, I watched that shit. Don't get on me. Um, you know, don't at me with that <laughs> shit. You know, I, I watched it. You know what I'm saying? But he was. <laughs> I don't watch the know, show, but there is a brother on that show, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> And the way that they and the way that okay, so the starting of the show, the mom has triplets, or she's having triplets. One of them dies, but at the same time, a baby is abandoned at the hospital. A little black kid, mm. so a little black boy. So it's a black, you know, a boy and a girl that were full white from you know from their parents, and then the third, uh, he is black. And so the way that they go about look you know they, they've gone through a lot of different you know controversial things like you don't know how to do his hair and the mom has issues with trying to get close to black moms and trying to you know get a little stuff but the way that they dealt with him being able to you know what listen he's gonna need to have some of the black perspective right. he is gonna need to see what's going on because at sometimes in his life he's gonna see discrimination and not know what the fuck that means right. or not know what is go- what's going on and have 
having a white dad that is just like, oh, it's okay. You know, he doesn't give a shit or he doesn't, you know, he doesn't see it because he's, you know, he may be same mindedness a little bit in there and, you know, uh, and he's okay. And he kind of like, you know, he's a good old boy type of thing. Um, so in the show, he, they do a great job with the dad. The dad is like the super dad and super okay. husband. So is this the anyway. character that Sterling K. Brown plays? Yeah. 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 So maybe I'll watch it. As I keep a, yeah, hearing as about a, it. <laughs> as a kid, they deal with a lot of stuff. And I mean, they did, they did the whole thing where he, you know, where the, you know, put him on his back and did the push ups and stuff like that. So for him to see black, culture and for him to be you know to see the black perspective made him understand blackness as he grew older and a lot of times it doesn't work that way and isn't as in in Colin Kaepernick's family I think they did a very good job of I have white parents I was adopted by white parents but I want you to be you and I want you to you know to learn your culture and you know I don't know Mm -hmm. specifically but I know what I've what I see and what they've raised to be you know the man that he is today and the way that they react and the way that they act uh, when he was put into the spotlight because of this, you know what I mean, the situation when they talk to them. So you can kind of get an understanding of how they did uh, certain things or how they they felt about certain things and made sure that he was aware of those things, you know? Yeah. Um, you have to. You have to. You know, I have little white girls that, uh, you know, a little white girl that's blonde and then my other one is brown, brown. And I have to, you know, I have to say, you know, they look at me like when I'm when I'm singing and I'm saying all oh, nigga and all this stuff, I'm not going to let, you know, be out there blonde yelling that shit. Right. You know? But I'm going to, I'm going to teach her that. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait to see what right. kind of, system, she, like, Hey, listen, she dances around and she's like, I'm black because of me. Like she thinks she's black. So I'm, but I'm going to always make her understand what she is and where she's come, where she comes from. Cause right. she is black. She's black. You know what I mean? She just, she is blonde. She blue-eyed. just got the blondness. You know wait, what, what color saying? are her she's eyes? Ha- eyes? <laughs> They're hazel. So I know, I know she got <laughs> lighter <laughs> eyes. Yeah. Right. Right. Now my nephews are going to have problems cause he's, he's a little, uh, light Brown. He has blue, super blue eyes. Really? He, he going to have some problems. Oh my gosh. He, not problems, nice. bad problems. I'm but yeah, He's gonna be. Um, man, like I, part of me is a little. I'm like you. You, I've told you how amazed I am looking at your kids. Like that, they're sisters, full ass sisters. One looks mm-hmm. black, one looks white. Um, you know, I can see you in both of them. But right. honestly, like in in your oldest, I I see you until I see her standing in a picture next to her mom, and I'm like, oh, she actually does kind of look like your wife. Right. Right. Um, and then the other one, the younger one, she kind of looks like you, but she's like it's it's so right. weird when I like I just I I'm also jealous like how is your quarter mixed kids how is or how's your oldest as dark as she is and I turned out the way I turned out <laughs> like I'm hella, right. I'm hella jealous you know it, and I told Irene I was like uh, you know I said listen um, you know we weren't supposed to like with me being half and her being pretty much a white girl right. uh, we weren't supposed to have a kid that dark I like know. sometimes shit she's darker than me yeah you know there's some she's pictures she's so dark well yeah I mean I feel like she always is kind of darker than you because yeah, you're, yeah. you're pretty light even yeah, even you know. I mean I 
know it's summertime <laughs> and stuff like that. But, summertime. But, but also, uh, yeah, when we so, were kids, you kind of had blondish mixed into your hair. I remember you being kind of salt and pepper, uh, not salt and pepper, sandy, like sandy yes, blonde did. and stuff. I, I, I did. I have. I had them. Uh, them uh, blonde tips, but it was like it was. <laughs> yeah, you did. It wasn't frosted. Was. Like I didn't go frost them. I, it just I, grew out that way. I remember. It was yeah in the summertime when I was swimming a lot and all that stuff. But yeah, it was it was light brown with the with the frost tips. You know what I'm saying? It was it was in back then. You know so. But your younger uh, brother is the darker of the three, or at least he was when y'all were kids. I don't know. Right. I don't know how he right. is now, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you and guys then, have then, you have different color shades even within your yeah. siblings. And even uh, my youngest brother, he had like hair like mogul at first. <laughs> he like, was his a hair wild was, looking like, baby too. He was right. so, Long and he was hair. wild in behavior. He was all over the yeah. place. He's yes, but then but now but then when he got older, it, it kind of went to the really really small curls. So genetics mm. is a bitch. You know what I mean? It's yeah. crazy, crazy. That's fine. So, but yeah, I mean, you have to tell like what I'm gonna do is I mean I have to always tell my kids use your mixedness as a as a you know as a way to connect to people and 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 uh, know where you're from. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so that's what that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna do with with them. So, well, I mean, that's one of the topics that I I definitely want to start getting into, whether it's it's here or in some other way in terms of like mm-hmm. what militantly mixes as a whole. Um, I think a big portion of that is also eventually maybe some community outreach that does help mixed race people or help people raise their mixed race children. You know, whether right. they are an interracial couple that has mixed race children or whether they are mixed race themselves and, and you know, they're trying to correct the things that they didn't get it as a child. I mean, I'm not having, I'm not going to have kids and I'm still really hoping that menopause kicks in soon so I don't have to worry about it anymore. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, me, I don't, I don't want to. Yeah. I love when other people have kids. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not one of my but uh, but yeah, like it's the common theme that I'm getting on the in the interview side of the militantly mix, right? Is that like, well, my mom didn't prepare me for this, or my dad didn't know mm-hmm. what that, or my dad was gone, and so right. you know, then my mom is left with this kid that is of something that she is not, you know, or whatever. Like I've had all different versions of that story, and and it's the same with me. Like my parents were mixed race, and yet they identified more as one than of than the other and therefore that is how my identity was formed right like they weren't they weren't educated in how to raise a mixed race child and so they just raised me and I was aware of my blackness and I was aware of my Japanese but it was always compartmentalized mm-hmm, even, mm-hmm. even even when we were with the sides that had mixed like my if, when I'm with my Nana my British white Nana and you know the black side of my family like all of us are together almost everybody is a version of black except for this one white lady and yet you know we we somehow were black British but we weren't black Brits like you know not like black people from England we were this different type of thing so it was like this come part like only now are we black British and then I go to my other family and only now am I Japanese I never got to be both things right they didn't know how to prepare me and I feel like that is something that um, we do need I know it's kind of off topic from where we started but no. it kind of yeah. it kind of goes that way we right? Like activism also activism. goes into how we prepare you know how we prepare our children for what they're going to experience you know at what point do you have the talk with your black babies 
boys, you know. And, right. and and by the talk, we don't mean sex. We mean, what do you do when you're confronted by cops? What do you do when you're confronted by racism? What do you do when a white person puts their hand on you with all the entitlement of their white skin and you are somehow supposed to, in quotation fingers, comply? Like, we have to have those conversations hella early in our, you know, hella early. Earlier than you want children to be faced with this kind of stuff. But you need to prepare them. And a mixed kid is weird because we're, you know, we are both the oppressor and the oppressed if we're mixed with right, white, you know, we, 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 we have it in us right. and we, we need to be able to deal with that. Like there are times when it really hurts me that I know I have as much colonist blood in me as I have, you know, mm-hmm. and it makes me want to not say it's not there, but not right. participate. It makes it harder for me to associate with whiteness because I don't want to acknowledge that the reason why I am the way that I am is because of this. You know, I think we need to learn how to do that. And I hope that through our shows and whatever that we figure out this way. And you're like a te- you're like a test bunny for me. Like, I love listening to you talk about what you do with your kids because mm-hmm. like what an experiment. I mean, I hate to put it like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that I no, am. But, no. but like you have a daughter that presents black and a daughter that presents white and they're both exactly the mix. They're the f- they're full sisters, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, I it's, can't wait. I can't wait yeah, to see what they're going to turn into. We might have to we might and we might have to have some uh, mixed militantly mixed mixers around in different areas right, exactly. and we can have mixed exactly. mixed kids come in and you know just ask questions about growing up mixed you know what I'm saying I mean um, and programs to teach white moms how to how to care for mixed right, hair right. and all kinds of stuff that's like this is stuff that I've always thought about but never really thought about doing like I'm not the one who's going to do it I just like well why aren't there programs to teach white people how to have mixed kids you know like you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. like um, or just wanting to walk up to a white mother when you know or when you see a little mixed kid and you're like where's your white mom let me go talk to her because I need her to go to this hair salon and learn how to take care of, you know right. um, things like that uh, but also just like preparing their preparing their I don't have good words for this kind of stuff like preparing yeah. their armor for walking around the world mixed and knowing that they're going to see injustice and knowing that sometimes they're going to have the privilege to hide from it but right. probably should be taught to put their bodies in front of it you know right. that's no, what that's, Colin, yeah. Colin is doing he's putting his light skin ass body in front of it right. um, no I mean that's a, I mean, that's a good good way to uh, a good way to think about it is is that I mean and I know I know that I've got some things you know, in life because, because of my, and I mean, I mean, cause I have white features, you know, um, you know, and, and when people look at me, they do know that I'm mixed. Um, and right. I, you know, I've never been, Oh, you're, you're white, huh? Uh, but I've, I do think that some people feel a more comfortableness with me yeah. um, because I have a big radiant smile and 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 I'm usually jovial and and um, <laughs> jovial. You know, <laughs> jovial and uh, you know I'm uh, yeah my large yeah, yeah my I mean large, you were always like that though. even as a kid your your smile like wrapped around your whole head so yeah you know so I'm a big big old uh, big old smile so um I, you know and I've been able to you know use it I might as well 
well, you know, try to teach people what to expect in that, you know, in that realm. And I think that's what hopefully that's what we're doing with this podcast. And going forward, we might reach out and do some things. And that's, you know, this yeah. is a jumping off point. You that's, know what I mean? That's what I, that would be awesome. Um, so if you're listening and yes. this sounds intriguing to you, get at us on our right. social media so that we can start putting this shit together on Twitter. We are <laughs> at MM Black AF and on Instagram and Facebook, we are at Militantly Mixed Black AF. Um, I think this is I mean, this is the time, right? Like if, right. We, if we're not doing this, this show doesn't really exist without our both of our interests in social justice and the fact that like, look, I mean, we're black, too. We're affected different. Mm-hmm. We are mm-hmm. affected with different and we acknowledge that we're affected different, but we are still affected. And we also get it from the a different side as well. So, you know, we're, we're experiencing something that is unique, something that black people don't experience, something that white people don't experience. Um, you know, as mixed people, we get it from all different sides. And so I think um, our perspective is unique. It's important, at least to me, it's important to include us in blackness in that we are a part of it. I mean, we're the, you know, in my case, I, I, I would say that it's like colonialized blackness. In your case, you had parents who married. <laughs> so, right, right. so there's at least that part. Um, but yeah, like, I think this is the time. So I hope I hope if you're listening and you think that's cool. I mean, we're based in L.A., so obviously that's probably going to be the first place that this kind of stuff jumps off. But, um, right. you know, so that would be cool. Yeah. So there it is. All right. Well, is there anything else you had to say before we wrap this up? No, no. I mean, I just, you know, hey, keep keep mixing it up and uh you know then we won't have we'll have something else to be mad at each other yeah, about. we can we can be but mad about least. like the size of someone's feet or some shit like <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah no, you know how that is so something random like that all right well that's all right girly The Black as Fuck Edition is a main hustle media podcast produced and edited by Charmaine Johnson, co-hosted by Mixed Girl Maine and Blurred Vision. Music is provided by H. Wood Players and Pond5. If you like what you heard on Militantly Mixed, The Black as Fuck Edition, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on social media on Twitter at MMBlackAF and Instagram at MilitantlyMixedBlackAF. And if you want to sponsor the podcast, please go to www.patreon.com slash militantlymix. Peace, y'all. This is a main hustle media podcast.